Hello and welcome to the latest Liverpool Blood Red podcast with me, Ian Doyle. Joining me today, he's not, he's not here, is he? No. He's not here. Our full-time Liverpool reporter, both home and away, James Pearce, he is very much at home, having a well-earned rest. However, with me is our LFC editor, Andrew Kelly. Hi, Andy. Hi, Ian. Also with me, as you can probably tell from his voice, is Neil Jones. Hi, Neil. Hello. And also Joe Rimmer, the king of everything, as we've discussed <laughs> this in previous pods. Not just the blog, but everything. Hi, Joe. Hello. That wasn't quite that as was cheery. That was a, a yeah. hello in the manner of a current vibe of a Liverpool fan. Yeah, I think. yeah. He's not a Liverpool fan. I'm, I'm a journalist. Joe is a journalist. Well, he, he doesn't. Was, he was portraying he was the feeling, portraying, yes, yeah. uh, of the sports desk towards yeah. uh, Liverpool Football Club at the moment. However, only one of us was at the game yesterday. Neil, you, Lucky were, me. At, you <laughs> were at St James's yeah. Park. You saw Liverpool take on Newcastle, and you probably like the rest of us were bored nearly to death by what you saw. Yeah, yeah. No, I wouldn't say I was bored to death. <laughs> um, that that would that would be it. But I think I was uh, very familiar with what I saw and very um, unsurprised by how the game panned out. I was actually speaking to um, Jim Beglin, former former Liverpool um, left back, gave him a lift home from the game. Actually, Jim Beglin, a lovely man, and uh, very grateful. Very did grateful he get, did he get the KFC? He didn't. He didn't. Um, poor, poor show, though, Jim. He, he enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the, the the car chat with me and James on the way back. Um, Did you any carpool karaoke? No, 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 no. It wasn't that type of vibe. Anyway, back to the game. Anyway, <laughs> the game. I chatted to him before the game, and I said, "What do you think, Jim? You know, just as you do in, in the press room." And he said, "It's going to be a struggle, isn't it?" He said, "Rafa." He said, "It'll probably be nil nil, one nil to Newcastle or one one." And I said, "Oh, that's you know nice and positive." I said, "Surely you don't don't think they'll cut loose a bit?" And he said, "No." He said that. I just don't see them. Don't see them scoring more than one, and saw him, saw him at full time, and he just just shrugged his shoulders and said, "I, I, I knew it." And I think you could sort of you, you could tell just from the first twenty minutes that Liverpool weren't weren't at their best, and they never ever got near their best. And the, the goal he got was a screamer, you know. I still actually think the goalkeeper should save it, but a screamer from from Coutinho in terms of the strike, and then the goal he's conceded is. Probably the most embarrassing goal Liverpool have conceded this season, and that's with plenty of competition. But what made it what made it so embarrassing? He's the slowest striker I've ever seen in a football pitch, and he he ran clear. He but they caught, they caught, they caught him up. Yeah, well, he did. Yeah, exactly. And, and the way the ball apologetically trundles on into the net, I just thought it was it just summed up everything about Liverpool. It was just from nothing, an average player goes through, and then even when Liverpool almost recover it, it still goes in and. You can say it's bad luck, but actually, if you if you if you end up defending last ditch, you 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 take luck out of the equation because you just have to deal with what you've got, and you shouldn't it shouldn't be in that situation. And I don't think Liverpool, um, Klopp said they deserved more from the game, and you can argue that they had the chances too, but I actually don't think they played particularly well in the second half. And I wasn't I wasn't walking away from that game thinking Liverpool had been robbed. I was walking away thinking Liverpool were pretty rubbish. Joe, you watched the game in the office. I mean, what was your take? I mean, Neil there says they were pretty rubbish. I think, given some of the exclamations coming from you during the game, I think you probably agree with that. Yeah, I think I think they're really starting to struggle confidence-wise now. And I think the second half it really took its toll on them. They didn't come out, did they? And, and at any point really in the second half, the only real clear-cut chance they had was storage, which yeah. was a mis- Newcastle mistake. Yeah. Um, but they never ever really took the game to Newcastle in the second half, um, and they they really do look. Devoid of confidence at the moment. I think, I think this 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 run of games has taken its toll on them. I remember after the City game thinking, do you know what? 
as bad a result as that was. It wasn't that bad as long as that was just an isolated result. But it's gradually gotten worse and worse. And uh, now you just worry that it, it could become a real, real rut. Because when they start playing like this in that second half, it, it just they look like a, a team sort of going through the motions. So, yeah, I'm quite worried now, really. Worried? Yeah, not in terms They've only lost one league game this yeah, season. Yeah, they have, they have. But it's it's the manner of which... I mean, Klopp says they're unlucky. And, and to be fair, you you could say they have been unlucky. But at the same time, they've got a track record of missing these chances. It's not like it's a one-off game where they've missed loads of chances. They're doing it every single week. So that, to me, suggests they're not unlucky. That suggests there's a fundamental problem. And um, my worry is, will he be able to solve that problem? And he's not going to be able to do that until January, at least unless they, they suddenly find their confidence again and start banging the goals in. and It's not it's not past them, but um, right now it, it, it seems a bit of a struggle. Andy, first of all, a confession. Where were you yesterday? Uh, I was at Wembley. I wasn't As everyone will know, I wasn't kissing out uh, Spurs yesterday. They were they had already played uh, at Huddersfield, hadn't they? But uh, now I was, seeing, uh, I was seeing a bit of American football, man. Long suffering on the side, a Miami Dolphins fan, uh, and uh, didn't get any better time there. <laughs> <laughs> 20- By what, what how much did you, you suffer? What score was uh, it? It was twenty to nil, and uh, it wasn't good. But we'll move on. It's very rare that there's a nil <laughs> in American football, isn't there? Uh, it, nils don't happen very often, yeah. but for Miami nil is not that rare. Did, did uh, yeah. Miami have Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane <laughs> in the second line? Uh, no, they had Jay who's a, who's a, who's a British uh, running back. But uh, anyway, I'm. I'm Perfectly sure that unless uh, you're listening on the other side of the, the pond to this, you don't want to hear about the Miami Dolphins. But uh, yeah, so I'll caught up with the Liverpool game later on, uh, watch the replay. And um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I pretty much agree with what the lads say. I mean, particularly with what Joe says about confidence, I think that's absolutely huge at the moment. And I think look, some of that can stem back to the. To, I remember speaking to, um, I think it was either Jan or, or Moby or John Aldridge. For one of their columns uh, about the psychological impact of a of, of a mauling, yeah. and they were saying that you know you just don't get you know you just you just don't get over it the next the next week. And Liverpool's problem is that it's from there things have built, haven't they? Um, so they went from there into Sevilla, wasn't yeah. it? And obviously that was a game where they played quite well for long periods, but again didn't get the result. And from there, it's just become. Starting to build, and Liverpool are a bit streaky under Klopp. I think we saw that in January, didn't we? When things started to go wrong, um, and we've said it the opposite many times. But I think this international break has come at the perfect time for Liverpool because I, I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't see any suggestion that we were about to turn things around in terms of results. And I think maybe there needs to be a fundamental sort of back to basics, sort of, you know, get everyone back in once they're back from, they're, they're off around the world, aren't they? So yeah. get them back in. They'll only be, what, two two to two or three days? But two probably. Yeah. I mean, England, England play earlier this, this break, so they, England are done by Sunday next week. Yeah. So, this, sorry, this week. So, so you'll get them you'll back. You'll get nearly a full week of the, the yeah. three. But some of them you won't get back for that, that bit longer. But, I mean, that, that'll affect United as well. And, to a certain extent, if if there's a feeling that United will come to Anfield and try and you know the usual phrases do a job on Liverpool, which they've they've done reasonably successful 
particularly over the last few years, um, then to do that, you, to a certain extent, you think that Mourinho would want some time on the training pitch uh, uh, as well. But they're obviously will come into the game on a massive high. They're, they're in Klopp's words, flying at the moment. But for me, the one good thing is, A, we've got this break. Um, so there's effectively two good things. But two is that you've got that United game coming up. I, I think it's the sort of game where um, the fans will totally be with the, with behind the teams. And there's an attempt. There should be a reasonable chance that the two can connect. Those types of big games, they've generally played better in. For all we know, they've got stuffed at City with 10. But um, I, I think it's a game they need, and they need that to be a, a mood changer around the club. Neil, you went to, obviously, you were at Newcastle. You mentioned then about Jurgen Klopp said they were unlucky after the game. You were in the press conference, and I believe it got a bit a bit lively. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit odd, actually. Um, and I'm... I, I, I have to say I don't want to. I'm not one who sort of will always defend the honour of a journalist because of the sort of the unwritten code of journalists. Because you know, it's take it as you see it. But I, I, I just thought Klopp was a little bit in the wrong yesterday, and I'm not. You know, he's, he's, he's quite an affable chap, but he's got this this thing where he, he'll put a question back to a journalist. And okay, fair enough. So if he thinks he said in the past, hasn't he? If, if I think that you are asking me a stupid question. I will give you a oh, stupid response. Yeah, that's what he was asked. Yeah. He was asked, "Do you think it was a fair result?" Which I don't. I wouldn't take that as someone saying, "I think it was a fair result." It was, it's just, "Do you think it was a fair result?" And he said, "Yes, fair result. We scored one. They scored one." So the guy said, "The, the guy, I won't, you know, he, he's he's fessed up who he was on on Twitter. Not that he's got anything to be ashamed of or anything, but he, he said." What do you think? And he said, "Well, that, yeah, pretty much a fair result." And Klopp said, "Was it the first game of football you've ever watched?" And just, you know, to me, I always associate that kind of behaviour with a manager under pressure, and I always associate it with a manager who's not doing everything he should be doing. And I think, you know, I remember Brendan Rodgers turn, turning things round and making sarcastic comments about that was that new defensive coach that Liverpool needed, and 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 <laughs> things like that. You know, remember him turning that round on Janus, and all of a sudden. All you're doing is you basically you're just inviting pressure onto yourself. You're inviting at some point the knives are going to be sharpened for you, and, and you know the, I, I I did sort of hint towards it in, in my analysis. People, the journalists could have said, "No, it wasn't the first game of football I've watched, but I've seen that game of football from your team plenty of times." If he wanted if he wanted to take Klopp to task, there was plenty he could have gone at. And then he, he had, they had a little bit of a back and forth a bit later on over a, over a penalty issue, and he, he accused him of being a real Newcastle fan, the journalist, when he, he he confirmed that he wasn't, obviously. And I just think I think just think stuff like that it's just unnecessary at this moment. I think I think you, you can you can fight the wrong battles, and I think sometimes Klopp is, is guilty of that. I think he's done it with the fans a few times where he turns and he's going to the main stand. You know, remember in the Europa League final when he was trying to g up the crowd when basically the what was happening on the pitch was sliding away from Liverpool, and I just, I'd, yeah, I, I, I wouldn't say it's part of a, a massive problem, but I don't want to see, I wouldn't want to see too much of it in terms of these tetchy moments from the manager. You're, you're seeing his current mood play out on the yeah. sideline as well, aren't you? And yeah. fourth official, he was all over the yeah. fourth. Bobby Madley yesterday, the fourth official. And, Okay, it's to easy. Fair, it's easy yeah. to get very wound up by Bobby Madley. I think I think Bobby Madley's wife gets gets wound up by him. But 
he was all over the fourth official for ninety minutes, you know, yeah. about any, and there wasn't that much in it, and it wasn't it wasn't a ridiculous refereeing performance by any means. Yeah. To be fair to Klopp, he's a, he's an emotional guy, isn't he? And I think when he comes in, he's frustrated. Yeah, it it transmits, and he, I think if you asked him the next day. He'd probably be a lot different, and he'd probably apologise. I think if he if he saw that. Yeah. I must say, he ended that press conference on on fine terms. He sort of said, "It's fine to have a disagreement of opinion." He said, "It's it's what discussion is about." Yeah. But that I just thought, I don't know. He, he just gives, he just gives a little bit of ammunition for people yeah, who, who want to have a off pot. That said, Andy, that said, Neil's a bit of a defence there, Jürgen Klopp. But this isn't the first time, as Neil also said, he's, he's done something like this. I mean, is he in danger of being infected by what I would call the Anfield virus? You look at Benitez, went a little bit towards the end. Julier, Rogers, Hodgson from the minute he walked in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even, even Kenny towards... It, it comes down to one word, it, doesn't it? Pressure. Yeah. pressure, well, you know, pressure and, and, the, and, the, and the, the pressure to get results. And the... It's you can see it a little bit, but I think Klopp will step back from because I think I think he knows. I think when he, as you say, when when he'll gone home last night and if he thinks he's had a, been you know tetchy with that journalist, he'll know himself that it wasn't he, the journal didn't do anything wrong. You know, sometimes you do get. We don't want to mention the Spartak press conference, but there was plenty, <laughs> plenty, just, there was plenty, yeah. there was plenty of journalists there who perhaps needed to look at themselves afterwards and think, what a question. But um, <laughs> you know, but do you love any of your fellow journalists? <laughs> <laughs> I love all of them in this room, is all I'll say. But uh, but just, no, just, just to let you know, then Neil just nearly fell off. Yeah, that was fantastic weekend. Live, live dislocated shoulder. But, but we don't, we don't, we need Klopp to be. We we don't want him to be this. Um, you know, you get those managers on the sideline. And Rafa could be a bit like this way. You couldn't tell if Liverpool were winning, yeah. winning or losing, and it was a big thing for them to be seen to be in control. And I don't think any of us want Klopp to be that way. He has to. I mean, imagine him trying to keep in that sort of frustration he's feeling. Yes, he literally would internally combust. I think it would. <laughs> it would not be a pretty sight. But on the other hand, I think he needs to be more. I do think he needs to be more collected in terms of. I appreciate we all have a tendency to look at it through red-coloured glasses or, or whatever. Red tinted glasses, and and but he needs to know that you know Rafa Benitez set his team up the way he did yesterday, and, and Liverpool failed to find an answer to it. And lots of people have lots of people have done that recently. We didn't find an answer to Sean Dyche either, um, and a Liverpool team playing with full confidence at their best, even a Liverpool team with this defence. Would would still find answers probably, but at the moment we're getting that little bit like we got in January where several things happened at the same time, and it it it, it created this situa- situation we're seeing now, which is this win, you know run of one win in seven. I mean, Joe, do you think Andy touched on then? It's a case of Liverpool opposing teams are finding it a lot easier to thwart Liverpool than it is for Liverpool to get around what it is that they're doing. It seems come now to play Liverpool and they go, right, we know exactly what they're going to do. You know, we'll just do this. I've seen, we've seen it work with other teams. Yeah. We'll just copy them, maybe do their own little, you know, depending on what players they've got available, do a little twist on it. But it's working for an awful lot of them. Because you see the amount of times that Liverpool have drawn this season, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Yeah, we've only lost two of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They're, not, they're not losing games, are they? Which is, which is a, a plus. But... Um, 
don't want to big him up too much, but he might need it after his fall there. But Neil wrote a good piece before about um, possession. And don't really, I was going to ask you about this well, bit. It's good because teams are handing Liverpool possession and allowing them to do what they do, which is sort of just frustrate themselves, and then they hit them on the break. And what worries me is, I think, away from home, or even at home at times, Klopp should have seen this coming because it was similar last year and found a way of dealing with it. Um, it's opposite number on on on, um, on Sunday. Benitez, in his first season, he struggled big time away from home. And if you remember, in that summer, he went out and he bought one or two players that Crouch. made Liverpool effective away from home. And he found a way. And, he, and the away form just picked up. And it contributed to a great league season and then a trophy in, in the FA Cup. So I, I think with Klopp, it's great that he's got this ideal that he wants to, to use this counter-pressing style and, and play brilliant football times you've got to be a pragmatist and you've got to find ways of winning and he's not done that I think also what you're seeing and Andy said it's manifest and Klopp's mood is manifest itself on the sideline but he's seen it with his own players I mean there was a moment yesterday where I mean I, I didn't quite get everything he said but I can confirm that there was lots of F's and there was lots of of, of anger directed to Jordan Henderson over over a pass not played this when he shouted right up to his face. Yeah, yeah, right yeah because they've seen the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Lovren and Lovren play the ball, a high ball. And fair enough, you, sometimes players need talent, but I just think, I, I look at Liverpool and the longer a game goes on, the longer the more the more nervous they get because they start making the wrong decisions. And I'm not sure, I'm not entirely sure it helps when he's on the sideline letting them know exactly as soon as they make. You know, obviously, if Dejan Lovren puts the ball out of play, which he don't, he's more than capable of doing. <laughs> Joel Matted the same. They know that they shouldn't have put the ball out of play and they maybe should have gone to this man here who's got his arms in the air. But I just think there's a there's an, an edginess about Liverpool at the moment from the from the manager to the players that is just it's almost like a self fulfilling prophecy that I mean, I don't know about I don't know about you were watching the office, I don't know about you watching the replay, you obviously knew it didn't happen, but when Lovren goes and pushes um it's like Gale, is it? Look the lead free kick. Yeah. 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 Klopp turned away and, and looked at it, and, and he, he must have been thinking what everyone else was thinking. Matt Ritchie's going to put this right in the centre six yard box. Someone's going to get a free header and put it in. And then is, to be is, fair, it still nearly came from that the yeah, corner. Yeah. The army, actually, Lovren actually makes yeah. a good block. Does, isn't that come from though? That just that little incident with Lovren. That comes from everything that we've been talking about, right? Not being able to put teams away, yeah. super defensive mistakes. Then you're putting the pressure on yourselves. Then you're getting the grief from the manager. Yeah. yeah. And then you get towards the end of a game where you're going, hang on. And then they'll do things. But okay, you might say Lovren would do it anyway yeah. at any point. But yeah, good game, Lovren. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and he had a good game against Sparta at Moscow as well. But he's given that. Kind of, I think yeah. Moreno did the same thing oh, as well. Moreno, yeah. But Moreno, you said you did the you did the ratings. You said he had a good game, and I thought he had a good game as yeah. well. But these players are capable of doing things like that. And is that something you can get out of players? Can you? You know, can you banish no. that from players, or is that what they've always? These players have always going to be, you know, liable of doing these things at these particular critical moments. That's why Liverpool at the moment aren't, you know, being where they should be. I, I, well, I've thrown that to Andy in that I, I'm starting to come round to the idea that Liverpool at the end of last season should have said, "Hey, that's a good season, that considering, considering the weaknesses. Now let's get rid of them weaknesses." And I think Liverpool went, "That's a good season." But these players can be even better. And I think they were wrong to think that. I think they should have actually done the thanks very much for getting us into the Champions League. Now off you go. You know, not off you go out of the squad, maybe, maybe to the bench or whatever. And I don't think they did that enough. I think they they trusted 
flawed players. Too I think much. they would have wanted to do that. I think they would have wanted to do that though with the players that they were going to try and bring in, weren't they? With, you know, possibly like, mentioned Cater and Van Dijk. Yeah, possibly, possibly yeah. someone like Lovren or someone yeah. like Henderson, even maybe, yeah. or or or, or Alden or Chan yeah. would have would have dropped down. But I I, I still don't see any any logic in the way Moreno's Liverpool career has gone as, as, well, <laughs> as well as he's played I don't see any, I don't see how he can go from not even start not st- starting two Premier League games last season and now he's the first choice left back and he's still the same player regardless of how and the fellow who was keeping him out of the side all last year yeah. is still in the squad and thing. Can't get off the bench. I don't see the logic in Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain being signed I, 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 don't, I don't not not, nice, not not just because of it, the player but because of what does he add that Liverpool didn't have except for a body? I don't see that. I don't see why Andy Robertson was signed at, at the moment because he can't even get on the bench for games where you might argue that Liverpool would have loved someone who can whip a nice cross in for the centre-forward, a proper centre-forward player. I don't see what Daniel Sturridge's Liverpool role is at the moment because he doesn't doesn't seem to have the trust of the manager do you, do you feel as though people were being a bit harsh with him yesterday? When you consider he hasn't yeah. actually played a lot of football. I thought he had it, a wasn't, poor it, game. Was, it wasn't just him though, was it? It's the other players around him have been like that for weeks now. Yeah, he had, he had, a, he had a poor game, but I thought his two, his two sub cameos before that were, were quite actually quite good at Leicester and Sparta. I don't disagree with a lot of what Neil said. I, I do disagree on, on buying Andy Robertson, by the way, and I, don't, I think I'm not sure quite why he's why he's ended up not. Not getting on the bench. Um, I, th- I don't think we've seen enough of Robertson to know whether. Well, his, Klopp's his... dug him out a few times, hasn't he? With some goals that were conceded recently, he was always kind of in and around. Yeah, whether he thinks but he's not around. But he name checked him, which is know, very unusual. We've yet to see on that. And similarly, at, in terms of the sign of Oxley Chamberlain, I have the same concerns that Neil have. But again, I, I do think. Let's wait. We, we we can't make a decision on it yet. We know he's a good player, and we know also that the, the fundamentally there is the basis of of a very good team here. And at the minute, all the bad things about the team are the thing that's the things that are being highlighted because they're the, the things, things we know. Them back. Well, yeah. they're the things that are holding them back, and they're also the thing that the very good things about the team, which is their ability to be. Devastating an attack, are are in a are in a bit of a lull, and that 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 happens in a season. Because the thing you've got to remember, the minute is Liverpool aren't winning games yet. Are still they're still they're still getting special goals. I mean, if they hadn't, you know, Coutinho's knocking in, you know, worldies. For isn't the last two or three weeks, isn't, that is isn't a worry. That a worry? So that having should, to score these special goals to score. Exactly my point. My point is that that if if you're a if you're a really good side and have your mentality absolutely right, you get that worldie. Let's say Chelsea. They get that worldie. And then they'll, in a game like that yesterday, they'll think that can be enough for us now. If, if another couple come, if they want to come and break us down, we get another couple on the break, great. But if not, we know we can rely on Alonso, Aspilicueta, whoever else at the back, and we'll get our 1-0. The problem for Liverpool is they can score that worldie, and it almost raises anxiety because everyone goes, oh, God, we've, yeah. we've, we've, we've got a goal, and it'll look really bad if we don't hang on to this. So yeah. it's like we have to get another one. And, yeah. and that comes from a lack of defensive stability. And this is why I absolutely agree with 
um, those who would who would argue that the problems in terms of finishing will sort themselves out to a certain extent. Daniel Sturridge's form is worrying, just as Roberto Firmino's is recently. But they're they're both players. I think there's still goals in Sturridge, uh, and Firmino is a class player who who will will get goals and help and help the, those alongside him get goals. But the defensive issues are the ones that are making, for me, the players at the front um, struggle for confidence and, and, and feel the pressure because they don't feel anything they can do can ever be de- be decisive almost unless you're knocking in the fourth. And, uh, you, do you know what I mean? The Lukaku goal. So that, that's, where you, that's where we've got to start with this team. An ability that if we get a special goal and go 1-0, that we can hold on to it. And we have the players who can deliver very good goals regularly. We don't need to think that, that they won't be able to, to get them. They, we know we can get them. So we sh- it's the easier part of the game. We're not doing very well. And then you have to question, is that down to the manager's philosophy in terms of, you know, we know he bombs the full-backs on and everything else. But it's about getting that balance. And part of that comes with the personnel. This is why he was so desperate to get Van Dijk. Now, yeah, everyone thought there was a feeling that he would be good in set play situations where we struggle, and and be also good on in potential one on one situations on the break when Liverpool have committed men forward. But we saw on the weekend, obviously he's played very little football, Van Dijk, but um, Southampton conceded from set play. It wasn't his particularly his fault, but you know teams with him in it will still concede at set play, and he conceded penalty himself for no good reason that I could see. Um, so he's still someone who's building himself back up to the player that that, that he was. So even if we got him in the summer, there's a, there's a, he, we could be sat here questioning his form um, because he, he's been out of the game for so long. Now come whenever, hopefully Liverpool go back in for him, they'll hope he's in better form and, 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 it, and is, a, is an option. But the defending is... Is Jonesy's phrase self-fulfilling prophecy? Because you get in that situation where other teams now feel like they'll they've got a good chance of getting you, so that gives them confidence and and hits you. Joe, sorry, Joe. Well, I agree with Andy. I think the defending, we all know the defending's poor, and I think everyone sitting around this table and everyone listening thinks they should have bought defender in the summer. But I think Liverpool should have bought forward. I still, I still think that as much as we and, and we can blame the defence because they're so so poor. But it also puts pressure on them that the forwards aren't taking chances. And as much as Firmino is, is a wonderful player, you look at all the other top teams, they've all got goal scorers, haven't they? You've got Kane, you've got Aguero, Lukaku, Morata, and Liverpool haven't got someone like that. And I just think it was a summer where there was forwards available. Lacazette, I know they were expensive, but Lacazette was available. Aubameyang was quite, quite well known that he was available earlier on in the summer. And they would have cost, they would have cost a fortune, but Liverpool would bold enough to say they have money to spend. So I don't. I just think that it was a mistake thinking that it's OK that Firmino gets 10 goals because Salah will get 15 and Coutinho will get 10 and, and Mane will get 10 and that will make up for not having someone like Kane. But you're t- you can't tell me that if the Liverpool didn't have a centre-forward scoring 20 goals that that wouldn't take the pressure off a little bit because they know they'd have chances of getting well, taken. I had this and, conversation with somebody yesterday, a Liverpool fan, who said, you put Van Dijk in that team, Liverpool will be a slightly better team. You said you put Kane in that team, Liverpool will be a, a, a far, challenging far team, team, a far better team. And 
But would he play in that team, though? Sorry? Would, would yeah, he play in that team? Would Harry Kane play in that team? I'm not saying whether he's good enough to Harry play in that Kane team. Harry Kane would be captain. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying so. would Klopp want to carry Kane in yeah. that team? Oh, yeah, 100%. I think we know already from that press conference that Jürgen Klopp mm. is in love with Harry Kane. Well, yeah. do you remember yeah. when he, think, scored, think, he scored at Anfield and he got older after the game? Trust me, you got Jürgen Klopp in his pod and says, fancy Harry Kane, he'd be saying, yes, please, I'll have him. You simply can't ignore players like that, can you? But, if, well, I'm they bought Lacazette and, he's, but, and he came in scoring five but, goals. But isn't Harry they have been ignoring have, people out there. Have, yeah, they the they haven't point. bought them, but, I'm, but I think if they had one available, like Klopp really doesn't. I don't really think he fancies Sturridge. Yeah. That his treatment of him last season and even this season. I mean, Sturridge, let's face it, he doesn't really look the same player as he did a couple of years ago. But a, a more complete centre forward in that side would get goals. I'm sure they would. And and I just find it bizarre. And I think. Klopp almost trusts in players too much, and maybe I think he, there was some quotes recently about Firmino where he, he backed Firmino to score more goals, and and I think he did go into the season thinking that I can get Firmino into a twenty-goal season, man, and I just don't think he's anywhere near as proficient a goal scorer as any of the other guys mentioned but, at the top. The irony is as well as Klopp's greatest team, or Klopp's yeah. great team, is built on the best, one of the best strikers in the world now, and who became that under Klopp, and Lewandowski was, you know, Dortmund would have. Marvelous team to watch, but they wouldn't have done. They wouldn't have won anything without without Lewandowski to finish off all these these chances that Gertzel and and Royce and whoever else Kagawa were, were creating. Because you don't do you know, and you go back through history, and the only one the only one I can think of, the only team I can think of that that won stuff without a goal scorer is the latter day Spain. You could say France in ninety eight won the World Cup without possibly without yeah. a striker yeah. full stuff. Yeah. yeah. I did have Zidane. Um, <laughs> well, but, but, but you know, look at the league. Who, who do you remember from from the, the Premier League era? So you remember Shearer won the league for Blackburn. You remember Drogba won it for Chelsea. You remember Van Nistelrooy, Henry, Cole, Thierry, Henry. You remember, Rooney. you know, yeah, yeah, Anelka, Bearcamp. Yeah, there you go. I mean, they're they're the heroes of the Premier League. They're not. They're not the guy. You don't. You don't go back and go. Well, Blackburn wouldn't have won it without that, that clever movement there yeah, from yeah. Tim Sherwood in midfield. <laughs> you know, it, 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 they're just parts of the team. What what makes a winning team is is the star man who's going to deliver seven times out of ten rather than rather than three times out of ten. And Liverpool have got too many of the latter and not enough of the former. But he's, he, Klopp feels he can sort of mould that, create that play because he did it with Lewandowski because he had various positions, yeah, didn't yeah. he, before he, he settled him in as a But why wouldn't it just be easy instead of doing all this moulding, just buy a player, know, get a player through, striker? Some, sometimes a manager, he can't get over what he had success with before. Look at Benitez, he had success with Valencia and his key thing was that he ended the years really strongly because he'd been yeah, yeah. his team throughout. And he came to Liverpool and he was obsessed were doing it even when there was cases yeah. where he thought come on yeah. just give us we, why have you changed him so he, he stuck to what he believed in because he'd had success with that horse, horse trainers do the same thing those of us who back horses you know the, the races that trainers target because you know you thought, oh, he's won that race three times in the last five years you know he goes back there because he's had success with it Klopp wants to create the strike because he's had he had success with turning Lewandowski into that sort of a striker he obviously thinks he can do the same with Firmino Round this table, several of us have doubts whether he, he can. He hasn't I've got, got the he hasn't player got, as well yeah, for me. No. He hasn't, yeah. 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 He hasn't got the basics like such as his height and his speed and his strength mm-hmm. that Lewandowski's got. But, or finishing. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, if we talk about Harry Kane, which we were recent, you, you know, a minute ago, he he's he's an example of of a, of knowing that sometimes it, it just takes time. 
you know, how many, how many, did he have nine loans, Jonesy? Yeah, was plen- it, plenty was of seven loans, Seven, yeah. there was a ridiculous yeah. number of loans. He was out in the lower leagues. Uh, he came back. I mean, even when he had his first really good season, there was plenty of us, and I'll stick my hand up That's here, that, and Jonesy, I think, well. as well. I think that we one. described him as... I can keep the, my hand down. The, the, <laughs> the, the best, worst player in the league, wasn't yeah. it? Or something like that. And, and I'm, that wasn't I'm just, still waiting for him to... Do it in the biggest games and the biggest stages. Though start though, isn't he already? In but, but I mean, Champions I mean, League. look at him now. You know, he's and he's an example where time, experience, development helped. Cock clearly feels there are players here because the the dimension we haven't really mentioned about the Liverpool team at the moment is that one of time. In terms of, we brought some changes in in the summer. As I say. We can't we can't rate Oxlade Chamberlain yet. We just don't know. He hasn't had time or games. There, are, you, you think to yourself, where does he fit in? As Jonesy said, but we have to we have to give him time. Solanke, you know, we can't you know again bits and pieces yesterday where he looked like he could be a player, doesn't he? And again, in a you know in two years' time, it might be that if teams are going to sit deep and give Liverpool possession, which was the the basis of. Jonesy's piece today and how Liverpool struggle when they they have so much possession. A striker like a Solanke with size and everything else, you, know, you have that that crouch effect where if you're going to sit deep, well I'll, I'll put someone who's who's physical, got a good shot. If you're going to sit deep, we can shoot from the edge of the box and and make an impact. I mean, if you look at the problems we had with that, one of the other ways to fight it is with pace and get round the back and. and so Klopp went and bought pace with, with Salah. So, so I feel like they did address a number of the issues. But it's just that overriding one of defensive stability. And I hear the arguments, and I, I, I have a certain truck with the argument that, you know, stick Harry Kane in there, it looks very different, absolutely. But I still feel this, this team is regularly getting that one goal that can win you a game. It's just we're not getting the zero on the other end. Yeah. And 1-0, I mean, Chelsea won the league pretty much on 1-0 last year, didn't they? Um, Second half of the season they did, yeah. You know, they kept getting that one goal. And they had a very strong defensive unit, and it's not it's not there for Liverpool at the moment. Top style of play will never allow for a 1-0, though. I think, I think you're in dream. 1-0, where are we going to 1-0? It's 1-0. It's 2 one nil. the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, need to, we need to sort the defence out. <laughs> Joe, Joe, I've got a question for you. Go on, question go for you. What's happened to the pressing? What has happened to well, it? We, All this gagging we pressing. No one mentions it anymore, do they? Because Liverpool have so much of the ball, don't they? It, it comes... It, as soon as you see them play any, any of the top sides, you see them... And, and I'd even yeah. argue in the first... Quarter of the City game, you but saw you saw them pressing. They didn't against Arsenal though, did they? Oh, they, they did something very different then. Well, Arsenal, Arsenal didn't turn up. No need to press. What isn't there? Yeah, yeah that's true. I, I, I still think you see the pressing every now and again, but I think teams have figured Liverpool so you, out. You, you don't think it's anything to do with Lallana not playing then? Because yeah, I know I mean, that we've had this conversation in the office about if Lallana's fit, where does he get into the team? And I reckon he's always getting in. And I know yeah. Neil doesn't necessarily agree with me. Or more, I think your was whereabouts in the yeah, team. Yeah, I, I, he is missed undoubtedly because he's 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 one of those players, Lallana, that to his credit he always plays he always plays the same way regardless of the game. So he he don't sort of I don't think every player is like that. I think I think Coutinho in particular is, is a player who you can sort of tell after ten minutes what type of game Coutinho is going to have yeah. in a, in a game. And I think Lallana is a bit different. Lallana just will 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 work through a bad spell on the ball or whatever. And, you, you, you always get sort of a, a certain level of of 
of belief from them. But I don't see that Liverpool's problems are solved by having Milan, Coutinho, and Henderson as a three-man midfield. Like I, I don't, I don't. It would terrify me that going away from home and playing against Sevilla because he play it's got no, it's got no bite. It, it just has nowhere near enough protection for the back four. And, and we've already seen that Liverpool, Liverpool can play Chan, who's a big, big lad, Wijnaldum, who's an athletic lad, Henderson, who's six foot one, and, and you know, capable of of, of winning headers and whatever. And they still can't protect the defence. So I, I, I see Lallana just almost adding. Lallana's almost making it five up front. And <laughs> well, is that you know, it might be very exciting on occasion, but it might also be quite uh, terrifying. Joe, you mentioned. Oh, sorry, I, you were in the office yesterday, and you were talking about. I think Graham Sooner said something about midfield. Was that you? Or do you have no, no idea what I'm talking about? No idea. Abused, abused in the Sky Country by the Newcastle fans. Was it? Yes, he oh, was. That's, as I left, that's a, that's a bit the Geordies there. But I think what I think he was asked a question in, in reference to John Joe Shelby, and he said something about a uh, modern midfielder, you know, spraying the the ball around, but not really taking on the responsibilities. And a lot of people picked up on that, thinking that was referring to Liverpool's midfield, because it's left itself, as Neil's just said, then open to them kind of accusations that. You know what did Wan Alden do in the second half? There was some stat where he touched the ball 15 times. I think after the break, but that's kind of thing. That's, that's yeah. Liverpool have been so. a really bad right, second half yeah. team. Yeah, yeah. No, I was going to say that. I was going to say, Joe, do you agree then with Sunis in the sense that perhaps while he wasn't referring to Liverpool's midfield, that they do have midfielders who aren't perhaps assuming every role that a central midfielder should? Definitely, I, I think the midfield's an issue, but I, I think. The way that Liverpool set up exposes the midfield because I think Klopp asks his midfield to do too much. Well, you've said this before and, about Henderson. Yeah, and you, I, yeah. I think I think Henderson's asked to do too much. I think I thought yesterday it was strange to keep Wijnaldum on because he was struggling. Um, but but yeah, I mean, to be honest, points about Shelby. It's all right saying that when yeah. he does that yeah, once every yeah, yeah. every fifteen games, you know, because we all know we've seen Shelby up, up up close, haven't we? And we know that he's got. Ability, but he's not consistent. Don't, yeah, um, don't, don't, don't. So Liverpool are lacking. No, it was. He's not. They're not taking enough responsibility. Yeah. And yeah, I think that I think that's a good point. I, I wouldn't argue with Graham Sooners over that. I wouldn't argue with with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Liverpool's midfield is asked to do a little bit too much. I think that they're trying to press at one end of the pitch and protect the defence at the other. And I think it it almost means that at times they don't do either particularly well. And I think, syndrome. Yeah, and I think mm-hmm. eventually, you know, they should almost go one nil up in games and go, all right, let's drop in a little bit now and, and not not try and press, not try and break at every opportunity, not all try and get forward and, and just be a little bit more disciplined. But I've spoke about that. Said, we're talking about the same issues that yeah. we've spoken about for weeks now. And we, we just keep on repeating the same things again and again and trying to make them sound fresh. Is this kind of a problem then that the manager and his coaching staff are going to have on the training ground? where he's thinking, right, I want them to do this, and they're still not doing it, they're still not doing it. I can't bring any new players in. I want to play this particular way, and they can't play this other way because I can't make them do that. So well, what am I supposed play, to do well, now? Well, you will eventually get a situation where players start to doubt the system themselves. If they're con- consistently going on the pitch and the results don't happen, and the key thing is that you, you get a change before you get to that. Now, I think we mentioned confidence earlier. I think Liverpool players are going on there, and I don't think they've got full confidence in what they're doing on the pitch right now. But... They'll still have to go on next game, home to Manchester United. There's, they've, they, you know, they're going to go out there absolutely pumped up, and we may well see a much better performance from Liverpool. We, we might not, but the gut instinct and history would suggest we will see a better Liverpool taking on an opponent 
at the top of their confidence. So, um, but they'll have Anfield behind them, and I do feel it's just the type of game that potentially could could turn things around for them. It could also exact, you know, the other the other side of the coin is if they don't do that and they sort of collapse under, you know, we're not playing well, United are, and they come to Anfield and win and go, is that ten points clear? Ten points, ten yeah. points with. Plus goal difference at the moment, so I'll be pretty much in eleven points clear so early in the season. And and we're not talking about Liverpool challenging for titles here, we're just talking about staying in the hunt. And that you know, there would at that point we'd have to talk seriously about where this team is going. I'm still in a situation where I believe in the vast majority of the players on the pitch, I believe in the manager, uh, and I believe things will turn round. But I do believe there's need for um Time in some cases, and a couple of different faces in others, and um, you know, there's there's things that I think the manager hasn't helped with, including the rotation of the goalkeepers, yeah. just in terms of providing defensive stability. But I do think he'll use these two weeks to reassess where he's at with these players and with this team. And yeah, I think his phrase yesterday was the go-to phrase. Now of, of you know, we'll go again. Well, they have to and. They have the capability of doing it, and, I, and I, I, I do believe that. So, Neil, what do you think we can change then in them two weeks? Or what would you change? What would I change? Yeah. I think, I think for the Manchester United game, I'd change both the full-backs for a start, and I'd have, I'd have Milner at left-back, and I'd have Trent at, at, at right-back. Um, Claxon there. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't listening. <laughs> 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 I'd have those two. It never surprises me. Albeit... Albeit, I don't. I don't think either of Trent or Joe Gomez has, has shown themselves to be the answer defensively as, as a right back. Um, Joe Gomez had a all right first half, and then he really, you really had a nervy, nervy second half. And you know, for one stage I thought he was going to get sent off because the way the Newcastle crowd were playing, but thankfully he wasn't. But I'd have Milner in because I think Milner, Milner just brings a little bit of. Um, responsibility to, to the table and, and, and someone who you know will will represent what Liverpool what Klopp wants to, to do on the pitch you know in terms of Manchester United come on we've got to, we need to we need to do these things and these things and I think someone like that is, is better and that's not not a slight against Moreno because yeah as I say he's not he was one of the better players yesterday and he's been okay this season but I want Liverpool more solid um I think Firmino will come back in for Sturridge I think that front three is Liverpool's best front three at the moment. And then I don't see too much that else he can do except for Chan for Wijnaldum. And that is, that's just putting your hand in the, in, in the tombola bucket, isn't it? <laughs> Once you get out, you, know, you might get a 9 out of 10 out of Wijnaldum or a 4. You might get a 9 out of 10 out of Chan or a 4. And that's that's the problem Liverpool have got with those midfield options. Same with the centre-halves. You, you, know, you know we'll play if they're fit. Um, I was assuming Dejan Lovren's not pilled up to the, to the <laughs> eyeballs, but you you can't. There's, there's not enough players you can bank on for, for the game, and, and you've just got to almost hope that you wind them up enough and you fire them up enough that enough of them fly out at United and, and do the job. But like Andy says, there's there's, a, there's almost as much chance that seven of them freeze on the on the occasion and, and the other four aren't good enough to bail them off. Joe, I said at the start of this podcast that it was quite boring watching Liverpool in a general te- 
context. But do you feel as though perhaps Liverpool should get start playing in a more boring fashion to Def- try and get the feet? Definitely, uh, p- p- perhaps not against Manchester United yeah. because it, I don't I don't think that would would have an effect. But I certainly think in some of these away games when they take a lead, they should at least have a period where they settle down a little bit and and stop chasing a second almost as soon as they've scored the first. You know, I think at times they need to be a little bit more pragmatic. Well, well I'd, I'd bring Miller in and put him in midfield. midfield just, yeah. just again, like, like you say, I think he's a little bit, he's a little bit more responsible. He's experienced. You know, he'll have played. I don't know how many games against Manchester United in his career, and I think Liverpool are lacking leaders within the side. And I think having him alongside Henderson, because you know with Coutinho, you, you got a more forward-thinking player. Having those two together might give Liverpool a bit, a bit of a better base in midfield. Um, but I, th- I think it's difficult. I just think they need to be a little bit more clever away from home and manage games a bit better. But against United, it's going to be difficult because they'll sit in and Mourinho will look to do a job. Only he'll look to catch them on the break. And the thing you know about Mourinho, and it's a shame, isn't it? Because you think if that was Brendan Rodgers, say Brendan Rodgers was Manchester United manager now, you know that Brendan Rodgers would take Manchester United to Anfield and and try and make a statement yeah. and try and and try and go. Look what I've done with this team. You know Mourinho will put his ego aside and say, I don't I don't care how we look. We'll win one nil. Fine, don't worry. Lukaku will get a goal. The, res- the result is his ego. So like, yeah, that's yeah. It. And, and, and that's when his ego will come in this post match press conference when he's got it. United, you know, forget what they're doing to other teams. You know what United will play like. They they, they will what what they'll start like they'll start and then they'll figure the game out and if they think actually you know what we've got Liverpool exactly where we want them he, then they'll go and take it they won't they won't come in and think right we're going to roll into town the new Manchester United they'll just be the way they always are yeah. the first the first two names on the team sheet I'd be very surprised Fellaini. if it's not if it's not if obviously De Gea will yeah. be in goal but Fellaini and Matic will be the yeah. you know will yeah. be yeah. the two first two names on his team sheet almost certainly probably Matter will be next as well uh, um, because yeah. those are those are the type of players he wants in those games and he could he he'll probably I think give himself maybe one evening thinking wonder if I could I wonder if I could go and actually they're really down. Yeah. If I can actually go and unleash the, yeah. the actual Ashford, talent, Martial and Mkhitaryan, yeah. and, and and you know actually show people that we're and he would only do that if he felt Liverpool were really really weak. And I think he's too smart um, to think that actually there's not a lot of talent in the Liverpool team, yeah. and he knows that I'm not going to give them a, that chance. So he'll while Liverpool are down, he'll fully intend sticking his foot on their throat. And, um, you know, yes, he will. Uh, said with relish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I always took on, his, <laughs> took on his persona there. Apologies, but um, and and Liverpool have to have the you know the mental strength and the talent and the patience to be able to think. Okay, we're gonna you know we have to be you know mentally strong ourselves here because you know United will come and will be mega disciplined and everything else and they'll know they've got talent enough where they can get a goal but um but we you know Liverpool have to think well actually I'll I'll take our front three at their best against your front three um so you know we've Liverpool should have no total reasons to be fearing Lukaku you know he's he, you know they've handled him before. You know, Lovren did a proper good job on him in the derby last year. Little little wrist uh, strain or something for David De Gea would be nice. Yes. Yeah. So, you know. Final question then. Uh, just out of ten, how would you rate Liverpool's start to the season? I will start with you, Andy. Um, cool. The start of the season. Well, given obviously qualifying for the Champions League was massive, and that takes you. You know, I probably 
after the Champions League qualifier, I probably was on an eight, and we're probably down to a six. Joe, same question. Five or six. Five. I reckon. I reckon I'm it's going, a six. I'm going six. Six because it's not all lost, and and that that once you've got that win, if you can beat United, it sort of it does put them back into a, a, a good frame of mind. But if you ask me what the last month was, it was a, it was a three. 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 Yeah. <laughs> three. Yeah. And I don't give threes out, as you know. Yes, we know, we, we know this. Anyway, I hope that's cheered you all up. Uh, join, us, <laughs> <laughs> join us next time for our next Liverpool Blood Red podcast. Cheer-